Welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. My name is Ebony May. In this podcast, we discuss how you can achieve real health. I share my own experiences and interview some pretty amazing people. Three years ago, I was stuck in a vicious cycle of hating my body, bad dieting and having nowhere to turn. There is no one size fits all approach when it comes to health. So let's find what works for you. My passion and purpose in life is inspiring girls to feel good in and about their bodies. Now, if you're ready for some real talk, sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. This is episode 17, an interview with Jess Lee Williams. Jess is an intuitive life coach and also the founder of the 30 Days of Soul program. This interview lit me up and I absolutely loved recording it. We talk about everything from body confidence, self-love, and we also really dive deep into her issues with social anxiety and how she learned to overcome them. Without further ado, here is my interview with the beautiful Jess Lee Williams. Jess, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. So when I was planning and creating my podcast, it's probably around six months now that I've had it. I had a long list of like people who I really wanted to interview and you were right up the top. So I'm so thrilled oh. to have you on. Oh my gosh, that makes, oh, that makes me a bit emotional. Thank you. It's <laughs> <That's> so beautiful. <laughs> um, so I love to start interviews with a little introduction just so listeners can get a good idea of who you are. So do you want to give a little brief introduction about who you are and how you got to be where you are today? Yeah, of course. I'll try and make it short, sharp and shiny. Um, So I'm Jess Williams. Uh, At the moment, yeah, I am an intuitive life coach. And so I work one-on-one with women. But I also run an online program called the 30 Days of Soul, which centers around mindfulness, our connection with ourselves and our self-confidence. And over the last 10 years, I've been a graphic designer. But now I'm really stepping into supporting women, guiding women, and also energetic healing. So, um, yeah, it's kind of evolving every day, but Mm -hmm. I just love serving and I feel like I'm finally really, truly living what I'm here to do. So it's very exciting. Amazing. I love all of those things. And your drawings are amazing. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's something I'm not doing as much of now, but Mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to get back into that at some stage. Yeah, for sure. So your journey with social anxiety is something that I want to touch on a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. It's something that you've documented quite publicly on your social media platforms, which has been amazing because so many people can relate to that. So could Mm. you elaborate on how that experience has been for you? Yeah, of course. And it's interesting you say that, that so many people can relate because when I was experiencing anxiety around social situations and I found like it was really overwhelming, Mm -hmm. I felt a lot of shame because I felt like I was alone and I didn't really talk to anyone about it apart from the people that were really close to me and who didn't experience it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had this feeling that it was only me. Um, And then when I did start to find what find things that helped me and I started coming through it and I decided to share um, publicly as you said the amount of women who contacted me was oh I was so amazed because as I said I felt like I was alone in it Um, so overnight you know I had hundreds of women emailing me and um, yeah it just goes to show that we can feel like we're alone, but we're definitely not. And connection um, is so important. It, it really helps us to feel like we're not alone, which is which can be a huge healer in itself. Yeah, 100%. And I think even when people are so supportive, if they don't experience it themselves, it's really hard to yeah. have that conversation because you know that they don't really understand at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they love you and they want to help, but mm-hmm. it can kind of feel like what you're experiencing is is a bit fickle or yeah they don't feel the same magnitude to what you do so yeah um, yeah it can it yeah you can try and kind of just push it to the side and think it doesn't matter or that you shouldn't be feeling those feelings um but yeah we're definitely not alone so a hurdle that I've personally had to overcome is learning to stop caring so much about what others think of me and overcoming your social anxiety was that a sort of roadblock for you at all Yeah, so, I mean, I can only speak for myself um, as to the feelings that came up for me. And as I said, yeah, it was a lot around social situations, so Mm -hmm. interacting with other people. So leading up to events or um, even speaking one-on-one with people I found difficult at times. You know, sometimes I'd be fine, but other times I'd feel totally overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess with a lot of anxiety, people that experience anxiety, it can be that 
you know, overthinking and worrying and trying to control the future, which we can't do, but we try so hard to do. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, thinking of things that have happened in the past and assuming that we're going to act the same way again. I, for me, it would often come up with me feeling really hot and flushed and um, sweating and kind of getting stuck in my head and not able to get out of it. And because that had happened in the past, I would assume, oh, my God, that's going to happen again. And then for me, you know, worrying about that, it would kind of be a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, I couldn't get out of that cycle. Yeah. Um, and then from that, you know, I think, oh, my gosh, people are going to judge me. What are they going to think of me? I hated being the centre of attention. Um, and even in conversations or, say, at dinners, at dinners I found really hard because I couldn't really leave if I was in a situation where I could go and have my own space and then come back I was okay Mm -hmm. but if you're sitting at a table for me sitting at a table with people and not being able to get up unless I went to the bathroom which you can't do you know a multiple amount of times (laughs) in a dinner and you can only go there for a couple of minutes or else it's a bit weird So if I could sense that the conversation was starting to come on to me, in the couple of seconds, like, leading up to that, I would be thinking, okay, like, how can I deflect this? Have I got a drink of water? Do I need to get a drink? Have I been to the toilet recently? So I just couldn't be in the moment and enjoy, you know, what was happening. I couldn't enjoy the conversations or be, just simply be there and I was always kind of caught up in what are they going to think of me? How can I deflect this? How can I get the attention off of me? And it's exhausting to live in that state. So I really, really feel for anyone who is in that at the moment. And I just want you to know that it is possible to live without that consuming our life. Mm. And the mind is so powerful too. I think if if you're in a situation, you're like, I'm going to start having hot flushes, I'm going to start having hot flushes. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, you're having hot flushes. And yes. I think the ha- it almost turns into a habit because you think it's going to keep happening. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's so a difficult thing, it, yeah. yeah. What would be your best piece of advice for younger girls or women currently dealing with social anxiety or ex- anxiety, um, full stop? Yeah, in general. Well, for me, right from the beginning, um, I decided that I wasn't going to identify who I was with that label. Mm-hmm. Um, I really made a real conscious effort to decide, okay, like these are feelings that I'm experiencing, but it doesn't define who I am. That's not who I am, those feelings or that overthinking or that worry, all of those things. I'm, I am a separate entity from that. And I know I'm amazing, you know, like in my core, I know who I am. I know I'm an amazing person, even if I'm still discovering who exactly that is. Mm -hmm. So even when I went to go speak to someone and I went to a psychologist because I wanted to talk to somebody, I even said to her in our first session, I don't want any type of label. I don't want you to diagnose me with anything. This is what I'm experiencing, but I don't want to attach myself to that label. And I think being able to empower myself in that process and knowing that we can, you know, we can really empower ourselves is so important Um, because I knew that once I kind of identified myself to that, it would be harder for me to step away from it because I would feel really attached. Exactly. Does well, that you that yeah, that's part of your identity. You you wouldn't yeah. you'd go into a circumstance and think I'm Jess. I have social anxiety, and that's exactly. why I act this way instead of instead of stepping away from that. So I understand that completely, and I think that in itself is a really really good like nugget there, just to not identify with the things that you're struggling with because otherwise yeah. you can't ever overcome them. Yeah, yeah, and it's okay to have feelings, and we all have them, um, but it's not who we are. Um, so that was really big for me, 100%. As I was saying, like, that is not who I am. So my journey has really been around tapping in with who I am at my core and really discovering me, and mm-hmm. that has probably been the biggest thing for me along this whole time and what I really um, – you know, really enjoy working with women on is them connecting with themselves. So for me, I kind of went on this journey of discovering what it was that I needed. And so these feelings of anxiety were really 
um, a messenger that were coming through to tell me that, you know, something was up. There was something going on there that I wasn't listening to. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I was listening to a lot of Tony Robbins at that time on YouTube. I don't think there was podcasts then or I didn't know about them, but I would listen to him like all day on my computer while I was working in the car. Um, and so, yeah, he was kind of the very beginning of my personal growth journey and I'd get books from the library. Um, but my mum is a, is a spiritual and emotional healer and she does a lot of numerology and astrology. So I started getting quite interested in that as well. Mm-hmm. And then even just going online and looking at like personality tests and discovering more about myself. And I always knew I was an introvert, but I didn't really understand what that meant. And that was something that I kind of had attached a bit of shame to as well, being an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in high school doing a personality test and getting that I was introverted and kind of pretending that I got extroverted instead, which is so crazy looking back on now. But I thought, you know, the cool kids are extroverted and it's not cool to be an introvert. Um And as I kind of started going through this process of learning more about myself, I realized that being an introvert doesn't necessarily mean that we're shy or that we can't handle social situations or any of that. Mm -hmm. We're we're capable of doing anything, Um, but we need to prioritize time for ourselves to recharge. And that was something that I was like, I realized I wasn't doing as much as I should have been, Um, really feeling okay with saying no if something you know saying no and going somewhere if it really didn't feel like it was aligned with myself and so taking that time for me and feeling okay about that and knowing that I didn't need to you know live up to the expectations I had of my extroverted friends who were always out socializing and doing things and they could go and go and go um I just wasn't like that and that was okay like I enjoy being at home and creating on my own and reading books and and being in my own space Mm -hmm. um so I kind of started to create the idea of an energy budget for myself and I'm hoping this might help somebody um so it's a bit like when I got paid every week from my salary I kind of got this idea that okay I've got a certain amount of energy throughout a week and it's up to me to decide where I'm gonna spend this that's such a good idea and having nothing left for myself um so what I decided to do was I realized that, okay, when I've got like a big event or, or I go away for a weekend, it's taking me a long time to recharge. It takes me a few days to really get back to feeling like myself again. So what I need to do is kind of give myself that space. And so if there's something really important for me that I want to go to and enjoy, like an engagement party or a, a big event, then I realized that I needed to give my space, myself space leading up to that to kind of um, charge myself up to, mm-hmm. to have that space. Otherwise, I was totally burnt out before the event and I would start to get very anxious. I would start to get overwhelmed because I really didn't want to go. You know, I didn't have that that energy within me to be able to deal with being around people and being in lots of energy around, you know, a big group. Yeah. So I started to really get to know that about myself and be okay with that and give myself the opportunity to charge up. Um, and as I, as time went on, I realized that I could do that in ways like meditating um, or just having, you know, half an hour to myself away from the group um, to go for a walk by myself all to be out in nature that all these little things throughout the week could top me up so that I would be able to be more in my center when I was around other people. And um, that was a big realization for me. Yeah. I love that so much because you're not just letting it control you. You're thinking you're Mm. being proactive about it and sort of, I don't know, it's like a little hack for, you know, you yourself so well, and now you can adapt everything to sort of fit in around your personality and who you are. I really like that. Yeah, because it's our life, right? We mm. we are allowed to be the ones that, you know, are the conductors of that and to feel empowered in that comes back to that feeling of empowerment. Like we are allowed to be in our centre and say this is what I need and discover what that is. Yeah, mm. I love that. I feel like a lot of people are going to get some value out of that. I hope so. So I want to talk about your Instagram for a second. 
because uh-huh. it is so aesthetically pleasing, empowering, oh, really? and inspiring. I love it. I love following oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> and you post so some much. really, really cool quotes on there. I picked out one because I loved it. It's, look at you glowing with self-love and becoming a magnet for good vibrations. I'm proud of you. It's beautiful, isn't it? That one isn't mine. I found it on somebody's page, but I don't know where it originally came from. And I was like, yes, I love that so much. Um we need to hear that. More people need to hear yeah, that. Yeah, um, I absolutely yeah. loved it. I would love to know what self-love means to you. Yeah, so I was thinking about this before our call, and this is something that a lot of the women I work with struggle with. Mm-hmm. And when I asked the women before this 30 Days of Soul program I'm running now, you know, what are the main things that you'd like to work on? Self-love was a big one. Um, so when I really tap into what that means for me, Again, I feel like it comes back to connecting with ourselves and getting to know ourselves because how are we going to love someone if we don't really know who they are? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like the first step for me is really getting to know ourselves and being okay with kind of being with who we are. Um, a lot of the women I work with, they don't, they're not comfortable in taking time to simply be with themselves. They always find that they need to have, um, you know, music playing or a podcast, a beautiful podcast, (laughs) Um, you know, just something happening all the time or being on our phone or something to distract us away from actually being with us. Yeah. And so what I really recommend to the women I work with is to start just having, even if it's, you know, 10 minutes a day, just with ourselves. Um, if it's going for a walk without, without any noise, if it's kind of just sitting and just being, if it's, um, having some time to yourself, you know, without having to be with lots of people, because the more that we can actually kind of, oh, you know, just, just slow down a bit and mm. connect with ourselves, then we can start to get to know ourselves, accept ourselves more and actually start to like who we are and, and discover who we are. Um, yeah, I feel like that is is really powerful. One of the ladies I worked with recently, she, yeah, she said that she literally has to have noise on all the time um, because she finds when she doesn't, she'll start to get emotional. And you can hear from that how we kind of push away what wants to come up and what wants to be released and we kind of ignore it. And anxiety is a lot to do with that as well, kind of staying, trying to stay above it all, you know. Yeah. Um, but if we can simply be okay with letting those feelings come and letting them go and, again, not identifying them with who we are but just being okay with having feelings and that it's not bad or there are no negative feelings, it's okay to release these feelings so that we can then come back to our centre. Um, and I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like, yeah, connecting more with ourselves is, I feel like, the first step to really being able to love ourselves. No, 100%. That makes so much sense. I think because these days we're always doing something, and especially like mm. if you have kids or like you live, you, live, you live with your family, it's yeah. kind of like who am I with when I'm not with this person? Who am I yes. when I'm not drowning in work that I have to do? Who am I when I'm not so like on social media? And mm-hmm. a lot of people, it's not really common to just sit with yourself. Like, when do we do that? It's always, especially with technology these days, because we're always on our phones, we're always listening to music. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. coming to that and realising exactly who you are, because when you when you have a conversation with a loved one or your best friend, you don't need any distraction. You're just, like, talking to them and, like, giving them so much time and love and energy. Mm. But we don't often do that for ourselves. So it's no. it's good to think about, I think. Yeah. One of the tasks I actually had in the 30 Days of Soul this last week was, um, well, first of all, I took them just through a little process of just shutting their eyes. And we can even do it right now if you like. It literally takes a minute. Yeah. Um, Of just closing your eyes. And first of all, just becoming aware of your breath because our breath is always so powerful and it is always there waiting for us to connect in with it. Um, So just kind of connecting with your breath, which then helps you come back into your centre. And that pressure that we kind of can often feel of needing to be more or do more or achieving more, um, not feeling like enough, we can often feel like there's a lot of pressure on us. And so just with the next exhale, imagining that lifting off of your shoulders and what would it feel like to let go of that pressure and to simply be okay with who I am right now? 
and that who I am right now is more than enough in this moment. I'm exactly where I need to be. And it's okay to enjoy who being who I am right now without needing to become any more, do any more, learn any more, achieve any more. And how does that feel? Does it feel lighter? And so I took them through that little process and then I said to them, go to your mirror and look at yourself in the eye. Like you don't need to look at any part of your body or your face. Just look into your eyes with eye contact and say hello and just say hello to that that woman who doesn't feel any pressure to be anybody else or isn't living up to expectations or isn't needing to be a certain personality to please somebody else. And just say hello to her. And we never do that. Like you said, we're always kind of focusing outside of ourselves. But yeah. just giving ourselves a moment to go, oh, you're okay. Like, and I, I do, I, I see you for who you are. Um, it's really, it can be really powerful. So powerful because we're so used to our minds just going like 100 miles per hour. Actually mm-hmm. sitting and getting in tune with your breath feels like I just feel so still. Like, yes. I don't know how to explain it. Obviously, I haven't, like, I'm still as still as I was before, but I feel mm-hmm. more steady. I don't know. Yeah. But that always happens every time I meditate, and it's just the best feeling. I love it. It is. It is. It's so powerful, and that's definitely what I've found has been one of the biggest things for me, connecting with my breath, um, doing things like meditation, getting outside and just kind of being, walking around even barefoot and connecting with the earth. Um and acupuncture was also really big for me. It helped to kind of settle my nervous system, mm-hmm. um, slow down the adrenals where we can feel like a racing inside of us all the time. Not having coffee, um, I just can't handle coffee well. No, um, neither can I. All of these things really help to slow us down. And before long, I felt, as you just said, I felt like my insides were still, like were still and it was centered and slow. Whereas previously I had, didn't even know what that felt like. I felt like my insides were constantly racing yeah. and I didn't know how to slow it down. No, that's really – and that, that little exercise there is so powerful in itself. Um, yeah. But I think coming back into centre, I always say centre, like centering yourself and listening yeah. to your breath and actually breathing properly because we don't. Like when we're not consciously breathing, that really deep breath, it's just so yeah. shallow. It feels so yeah. nice to have a deep breath. One tip that my mum gave me, which helped me so much with that, um, especially when I would be nervous about an event, I remember going to my friend's baby shower and waiting for them to arrive and I could feel myself starting to get, you know, worked up inside and finding it hard to get a breath. And my mum said, um, before you breathe in, like exhale fully. So really let it all out. And you might like to make a noise when you do that. Just go, like let it all out mm-hmm. and then you can allow yourself to kind of pause because we don't need to breathe in straight away there can be a gap there and your body will automatically fill that space up with air so when we're not exhaling fully where we tend to get caught up in our chest because we don't have the space there to really breathe in fully does that make sense yeah um yeah so really focusing on our exhale and making sure that we breathe out completely and then allowing ourselves to kind of just be in that in-between space for a moment can really be helpful with being able to get a, a beautiful deep breath. Lovely. And, yeah, like I said, it just feels so refreshing. We need to mm. do it more often. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. I like to um, even think of a trigger, something that you do often, like it could be putting on your lip gloss or putting a reminder on your screen of your phone because we're often looking at our phones or mm-hmm. wearing something around your wrist or getting in your car and making that your reminder to really just connect in and take three deep breaths. Yeah. Well, I got an Apple Watch, um, oh, it was probably two oh, years ago now, and it comes up with like these little reminders saying breathe. And I'm like, it's always so perfectly timed because I'm like, okay, oh, I, love it. I need to breathe. I need to chill out. Yeah. Apple Watch is amazing. Amazing. I don't have one, but it's, I love that it has that feature. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. They're expensive, but they're worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really want to chat about body image for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very popular topic at the moment and it has been for a while and it's something a lot of girls struggle with and even though we know that self-love is so much more than appearance it's 
Uh-huh. So much deeper than that. I'm curious to know if you used any self-love practices to accompany the changes in your body, either during your pregnancy or after mm. the birth of little Jet. Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, after his birth, there was definitely changes to my body that I hadn't experienced before. And um, even still now, he's almost 10 months now. And, you know, I breastfeed, but he only breastfeeds on one side. side so one side is a lot bigger than the other. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't get to the gym like at all, really. So, like, you know, I've lost a lot of tone in my bum and all of those things. And, um, but for me, I have just really chosen consciously again, like really making a choice to be kind to myself through the whole process, mm-hmm. give myself a lot of time to get wherever, you know, I don't even feel like I need to get back to where I was. But what I do do, say, for example, um, with breastfeeding, how I said that, and this is actually a good point because when I was younger, um, I I'm just going to be totally open and real about this. So yeah. I had one that was like one boob that was quite bigger than the other. And mm-hmm. that really, you know, it frustrated me because, um, you know, I, I didn't feel like many other people had that. And it's one of those things, again, that we don't really talk about. So mm-hmm. I felt like I was alone in it when probably a lot of people do have the same experience. Um, but, I, you know, and so I decided to get breast augmentation at around probably around six years ago now. Mm-hmm. And then, and obviously that helped me with accepting myself because they were even. But then as I went through breastfeeding, he only feeds through one side because I have one side that has a lot more breast tissue. Mm -hmm. So they're completely lopsided again. But for me now in this space of where I am now and accepting myself, it's not an issue. And it's really interesting how I notice such a difference from how I felt younger to how I do now around this exact same thing. Um, so for me, I'm much more accepting of myself. And I, if I do see that in the mirror, I choose to be very thankful, you know, especially with breastfeeding. Like I'm so thankful that I can feed my little one, you know, um, and that I provide enough milk from one boob to be able to keep him alive. Like I really try and look for um, what I can be thankful for instead yeah. rather than focusing on, you know, what I think isn't right or isn't aesthetically what I feel like it should be. Um, And even when I was going through um, the first stages of my pregnancy and I felt so bloated and big and I I didn't have a bump yet, but I just, I was like, oh, I just feel yucky in myself. Mm -hmm. And scrolling through Instagram and seeing women who were, say, 30 weeks pregnant and they looked amazing and I felt like she looked you know, way better than me at like <laughs> 10 weeks. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even look at this. So I just decided to stop following. And that's no judgment on that person. You know, they can share whatever they want to share. Um, but for me, I knew it wasn't healthy for me to be comparing myself at that stage. Yeah. So I consciously chose to not even look. Um, and remembering that we do have that, we can empower ourselves in that. If there's things that we see online that we know are not helping us, that we know are making ourselves compare and that we aren't strong enough in that, in that, you know, in that time to deal with, Mm -hmm. then we can choose to unfollow. And there are so many beautiful accounts out there. There's a lot that I follow on Instagram actually around body positivity Mm -hmm. um, and really embracing all sizes and embracing stretch marks and embracing cellulite and embracing, um, you know, curves or whatever. And so finding those beautiful accounts and filling our feeds with them because before long that just becomes the new normal rather than, you know, having a hundred percent accounts that are all, you know, fitness models and that is not, you know, unless we want to commit most of our lives to um, creating that figure for ourselves, it's probably not a realistic outcome for most of us. Um, And genetics as well. Like we compare ourselves to these people who are genetically predisposed to have a certain figure that we're never going to get no matter how much work we put in. So I think really choosing what we what we choose to focus on is massive um, mm-hmm. and focusing on what we can be grateful for and what we – even one of the tasks I do for the women um, who want to accept their bodies more is I say, you know, when you're at the gym, really – 
focus in on each body part and be and really thank it for what it's doing for you thank it for the fact that you can be at the gym and that you can jump and run and all of these beautiful things that your legs are allowing you to do thank your arms for being able to you know pick up your baby or for being able to help you do a push-up or um yeah, really tuning into our body and actually does so much for us every day. So really, again, connecting in with ourselves and being so grateful for it, even if we don't have to look at ourselves in the mirror straight away and love what we see. Gratitude is such a big thing. I always, always talk about that. And I think because especially younger girls, um, they are so tough on their bodies and so mean to their bodies. Like you would Mm. never say the things that you say to yourself, to your best friend or to your sister. And they forget. I was like, it got you out of bed this morning. It let you walk down yeah. the stairs. You know, it, it gets you from A to B. It lets you walk the earth. It lets your soul do all the things it can because it's the, it's mm. the reason you're able to exist. And it's yeah. it's totally okay to not, you know, dance around and blow kisses in the mirror and say, I'm, I'm, I'm so perfect. Like no one's asking you to do that. But come back to gratitude. I think it's so, so much easier to accept yourself mm. and to have self-love when it's about gratitude. Because how can you not love yourself when you're thinking about all the things that your body does for you every day? Exactly, yeah, I love that. I love that. And another thing that I, um, a couple of the women I've worked with recently who, you know, were finding it, um, they had these big goals when it came to weight loss or whatever it might have been. And so every gym session it felt like it was a chore because, and it wasn't quite, you know, it was just one tiny step towards where they really want it to be. Um Whereas we reframed that and we looked at what were the immediate outcomes that they could get from, say, going for a walk or doing a workout. And for them, it made them feel really good. You know, it helped them to feel more alive and they're full of vitality and happier. It was good for their mental health. Um, so really focusing on, on what, you know, they're gaining in that moment rather than just the physical aspect of, you know, I'm, I'm punishing myself for what I've eaten or I, I need to get to look like this so I need to really put myself through this hard workout and another, you know, another six months worth of it before I can really give myself recognition. It's like, no, give yourself recognition in the moment for doing something that is going to make you feel really good and come back to that those feelings um, in that moment rather than, kind of looking at the looking at it as a chore um does that make sense yeah 100 percent. yeah because we do we do get these like instant things like like the the better mood that feeling yeah. like the accomplishment but we don't focus on that it's easy it's yeah. hard when you're pumping yourself up to have a workout it's hard to like remember those feelings because you sometimes you dread it and you see it as a punishment yeah. but focusing on the positives that you get straight away is a great straight way away. to to feel more positive about the whole process yeah, and that's a beautiful act of self-love, mm. um, yeah, to really focus on, you know, our focus and what we focus on, it really, it forms what, what our experience of life, doesn't it? So what we choose to focus on is is our experience of life. And if we're focusing on, on the gratitude, if we're focusing on the beautiful feelings that we get when we put that effort in, then, you know, it just forms more appreciation for our life and, and more joy and more um more feelings of 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 appreciation yeah Yeah, exactly um I want to quickly touch on something that you said before um unfollowing people it's so easy but I think some people a lot of people forget that that's an option and it Mm. then turns into something bitter um and I know that I've been caught up in it when I was when I was younger and I really wasn't comfortable with my body and it just brings more toxicity into your own life because you're you're doing that but have you had to deal with um much negativity through your social media I've actually um been really grateful to say that I haven't Mm -hmm. um yeah I have a lot of friends who have for sure I've seen it play out uh I've had bits and pieces but nothing really nothing I can kind of complain about. Um, yeah, I've been very lucky, I suppose. I don't know. I'm, I'm still not really sure why, <laughs> but yeah, it might happen one day. No, <laughs> that's, not. that's awesome. That's so good that it doesn't, but, um, you do have such a positive light around you. So maybe you're oh, blocking you. all of that out. <laughs> thank you. I mean, I've had some, ex- I've had a couple of experiences where, mm-hmm. um, 
I remember one that comes to mind um, was when I was using Snapchat. And I think that you could start to send snaps to your friends. And so, like, other people's snaps, you must have been able to forward them on to your friends. And yeah. so I think she was, like, forwarding one of my snaps on to one of her friends and talking about me. Mm. And But she accidentally sent it to me. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, and... And it does, it hurts when you read something about yourself that you weren't expecting and that's negative and that you hear people are talking about you, you know, behind your back. It hurts and it's hard to let go of. That kind of hung around with me for the rest of the day. Um, I find that, you know, things that are negative, like when people are being cruel, that they stick on so much more than the positive stuff, which is sad. You know, I can get so many beautiful comments and messages, but um, and I'm so grateful. I appreciate it so much, but I do find that the negative ones can really stick. I don't know if you've experienced that. And no, so, 100%. Yeah, and it can. It can make you doubt yourself and think, well, what's the point? You know, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to share. I just I want to stay where it's safe in my own bubble. Um, so for me, thankfully, I was in a place where I knew myself well enough and that I could deal with it and that I was able to kind of um, turn to the people that were closest to me, build myself back up and go, no, like I'm here for a much bigger purpose. I have a lot to achieve in this lifetime and, I, and you know, I'm here to serve these people. And if, if she's having a bad day and something's triggering her, that's fine, but I'm not going to let it stop me from living my life and doing what I'm here to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if if we know that perhaps we're not at a place where we can where we can cope with that, then perhaps it's more about connecting in with ourselves and building ourselves up first before putting ourselves out on a public um, forum. So I guess that's our choice, isn't it, of whether yeah. we're going to put ourselves out there to be um, judged um, and if we can cope with that or not because it, it can be really hard Um and people can be very cruel. Yeah, 100%. I find mm. that, like, even when I have a disagreement with one of my friends or something like that, and s- instead of getting frustrated and doesn't always work, I just try to, like, send love their way no matter what. And mm-hmm. that somehow makes me feel better because I think, and often, it pretty much always, it's nothing to do with you. It's just their yes. feelings and what you're doing triggers something in them. So I think if you send love and you send acceptance their way, that's really all you can do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a beautiful way to do that is to um, do a little meditation and bring the love, like really receive love from uh, no matter what, you know, I don't know what everyone's beliefs are, but for me, I really tap into that like universal source energy. I believe I have spirit guides that are around me and protecting me. And mm-hmm. I really tap into that beautiful white light and pull that in and, and, and receive that. So I fill up with all that beautiful love and white light. And then I'm able to allow that to, to send that out to other people as well. But I, yeah, I really receive that for myself so that then I can give it to others. And I find that that is really helpful too. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I love that. The other day I was at the beach and I had, there was something that someone had said to me that was really, really sticking in my head. And I was reading through, because I always um, keep all of my journals and I read through different parts. And a lot of them have just been like little scribbles from different books. And I read a part that was, um, I think it was, I I am one with the very energy that created me. And I was, at the time I was looking at the ocean and I thought, I am one with the energy that created me, which means that's like the same energy that created this beautiful ocean and the beach and everything. And I was like, if that beauty and that energy is within me, then I can, I can accept that and I can, I can feel better within myself. I love that so much. It was the perfect time to like, I haven't seen that little, that little excerpt for so long and I just stumbled upon it and I was like, perfect. (laughs) And it just goes to show that we really do have, all of the answers within us. A hundred percent. Yeah, if we can take that time out to really slow down and listen, um, it's all within us. Yeah, it's really hard to think, like, all not all the time you can realise that, but if you, yeah, like mm. you said, if you slow down and you just take some time out, it comes mm. back around. It's easier to think about. Yes, that reminds me of um, I was working with a client a little while ago and um, she was really having, you know, 
feeling overwhelmed and getting a certain task done. Mm-hmm. And um, even though it was a really simple task that she'd done a million times, for some reason she was finding it very overwhelming and wasn't quite sure, you know, how to start or how to get it complete. But we spoke a bit later in the day and she'd taken some time to do a little meditation. And she said, oh, I just got up and got it done. Like there was no question. I just got up. It was easy. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show how much we can get ourselves in this funk of overthinking and everything seems like hard work and it's all uphill. But, yeah, when when we take that time out for ourselves, reconnect with ourselves and and come back to our centre and get aligned, then everything flows so much easier and um, doesn't have to seem so hard. Yeah, exactly. So the way that you speak about your business, it's clear to see how much passion you have. And I just absolutely love that. I feel like you're such a passionate person and that just flows through everything that you do. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how you found your passion to do what you are now and how you also develop the confidence to, to conduct yourself so well through social media? Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, well, it has been a journey in regards to my work, um, and, oh, wow, there has been a lot of frustration along the way, let me tell you, (laughs) because I have been like many people and put that pressure on myself of needing to know right now, like Mm -hmm. needing to have all the answers right now. And when I had this feeling inside of me of there's something I'm meant to be doing and I know that there's more, you know, there's, there's a big purpose here. There's something I'm meant to be. Um, yeah. And, but I couldn't grasp it. And so that would just really annoy me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I tried a lot of things along the way trying to figure out what it was. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me has been following my intuition. So again, that comes back to connecting with ourselves and, and kind of trusting where that inner voice and that that intuition has guided me along the way mm-hmm. because even the things like, for example, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got out of high school, but I knew, have always loved being creative. Um, so I just applied for a few different courses, but one of the ones I applied for was um, visual media, which is graphic design. And I didn't even really know what graphic design was at the time. But trusting that instinct and that was the course I got into and, and, and going with that has served me so well now in in my business because it means that I can, you know, create a website, launch a program, do it all myself. Yeah. And so even though that course was, wasn't specifically what I'm doing now, it was 100% what I needed to do at the time because it, it's served me so, so well um, and given me the freedom along the way to also, you know, work from home and try out other things along the way and do courses. And um, so I think even if we don't know exactly what it is at the time that we, you know, are here to to do, even if there isn't one specific thing, but if there's that calling that there's something bigger, kind of just trusting and felt like I, I like the term of following the breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. that we don't have to be at the destination straight away, but trusting each step. And um, even if we do something and, you know, I've done plenty of courses like interior design and it wasn't what I was meant to be, you know, it's not what I ended up doing, but I took something from it anyway. And um, it was all perfect. So um, definitely trusting that intuition along the way has been a big thing. Um, and when it came to um, doing what I'm doing now, I think it actually started because I want a lot of people were asking if I had a portfolio online when it came to graphic design and photography. Mm-hmm. But I just knew, again, in my gut, I just knew that I didn't want to put myself out there as being only that. Um, it just didn't feel right for me. So I knew that there were other aspects to myself that really made me who I was. And that was the spirituality. It was the healthy lifestyle. It was the personal growth and the creativity. So I thought to myself, well, how can I bring this all together? And so that's how Create Live Grow started. I started a website um, called Create Live Grow. And I got other people to come on and write blogs. Uh, blog articles because at the time I didn't really feel like I had anything to say Mm -hmm. and I hadn't found my own voice yet Um, and so I had other people coming on you know writing things for me and sharing their expertise and 
that was the first place where I shared my experience with anxiety around social situations when I had started to really come through the other side of that. I wrote a blog post and that was probably one of my uh, one of the blog posts that had the most interaction because it was just so authentic and real mm-hmm. and people, as you said, really connected with that experience. And from that, I received a lot of feedback um, from women experiencing the same thing. One of them said to me, can you start a Facebook group so that we can all connect? Um, and I said, of course. So they all jumped into a Facebook group together. Again, that connection of feeling like they weren't alone. Yeah. And then from that, it went into me just getting this, all of a sudden, this intuitive feeling like I wanted to share with them what had helped me. And so I said to them, would you like me to share with you what help, what has helped me? And they said, yes. And so I started to put together this 30 day, um, program with one task a day, helping them connect with themselves, helping their self-confidence. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be or why I was, you know, I knew why I was doing it, but I definitely didn't know what was going to come of it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just did it for free and, A lot of women, I went from having 300 women in that group to 800 over a weekend because so many people were interested. It was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And and the results that I heard from these women over this 30 days, I was like, wow, this is powerful. Um, And it just felt so right. Um, So for a long time, I still did my full-time job as a graphic designer, but I just kind of kept building Mm -hmm. on what felt good and what I was getting that feedback from and what people needed. And I kept sharing what was really, um, what interested me and what was real for me in regards to spirituality and growth and, and lifestyle. And it really has all grown from there. And now the 30 days of soul is really, um, part of what, like a main part of my business, um, as a coach. And, um, it all grew for me really just following each step as it came along and following what felt right along the way. And, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of power in that, like being okay with where we are. We don't have to know exactly where we're going, but just taking the next step and, and, um, yeah, trusting that perhaps we're on a journey that's much bigger than we, we could even imagine for ourselves. It's just so magical that all those women resonated with you so much that they were pretty much were like, yes, like, you know, teach us, teach us what you know. Yeah. And yeah. I was and just about to ask you how 30 Days of Soul developed, but it just flowed into that naturally. <laughs> yeah, and, and literally her saying to me, can you start a Facebook group, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It wasn't even me going, oh, my gosh, how am I going to create a program for people to help them? It just literally flowed from me sharing and and wanting to provide something for people sharing my experience um and it and I didn't have to really um know exactly where that was going to lead but just trusting each step yeah I feel like one of the reasons it's flowed into such an amazing thing is because your intentions were so pure like you just wanted to share your experience and help people and now it's turned into this amazing thing so congratulations it's really something to be so proud of Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll receive that. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Um, And your other question around Instagram and um, showing up on Instagram, was that right? Yeah, confidence around, yeah, social media. Confidence around social media, yeah. So I think for me, one big thing, as I said, I'm I'm definitely an introvert and and I'm surrounded by a lot of extroverted people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're comfortable really showing up on social media a lot and, you know, creating blogs and um, getting on video and doing all of this stuff. For me, it has been a real journey (laughs) Um, because I wasn't comfortable with with that in the beginning. I could write and that was where my safe space. Um, But actually, you know, getting on camera and sharing even things like um, it started out as Snapchat, but Instagram stories, it was hard for me in the beginning. Um, and so it really was about just taking one step at a time and, and practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Um, I remember driving home from uh, where my boyfriend was from in Port Macquarie and I knew that I wanted to kind of share on video, but it was just so scary for me to get on in, in front of the camera. And I was listening to a Tony Robbins YouTube video through my speakers and um, 
he was talking, saying, you know, we all have all the resources we need. It's just kind of ourselves that hold us back. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so true. Like, I have my my phone here. I've got internet access. Like, I just need to decide to take this step. So I pulled over on the side of the road. I recorded a video and I uploaded it. And I just took that leap outside of my comfort zone. And, um, and, and then from that place, like, I just decided to keep showing up. And Snapchat was a great one because, and so is Instagram stories because we have that ability to kind of do 10 second videos and it doesn't have to flow perfectly. You know, we've got that ability to be able to talk to so many people without having to be in a room with them and see them all looking at us. So that was actually really helpful for me. It helped me find my voice in a way that felt safer than standing up in front of a whole lot of people. Um, so it has been a huge, a real gift, but it's also been a, a test for me along the way. And nowadays I, I don't put pressure on myself to show up on social media. Um, and I know that, that we can feel like there's a lot of pressure there when it comes to social media for our business. Um, but like I said, there are times where I just want to go inward. Like I go into hermit mode and I'm like, I don't want to share with anyone. I just want to be in my own space for a while. And I just give myself permission to do that. There might be a couple of weeks where I don't share anything. And and then I'll come back and I'll be like, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, finding our own group with it and um, and just giving myself permission to be able to show up in a way that supports me rather than me trying to feel like I need to fit into how everybody else does it yeah no that's awesome I love that you just pulled over the side of the road and I think like it's really awesome now because what people really want to see is that stuff that's like real is the stuff that's raw we've moved on from that like needing it to be you know all um curated yeah like um like really, really like organized and stuff. So I think that's an awesome, awesome shift. What would you say your biggest goal is um, for your career that you can say? There's probably some stuff that you don't want to share just yet, but. <laughs> um, well, it's funny because I've always just had this knowing um, within me that, yeah, it sounds, it might sound weird. I just know that there's going to be massive things coming and I, I've just, even though I don't expect, like particularly might know the details of it, I just, I just know it's going to be big. And so again, I'm just kind of taking it each step as it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'll have a book. I know I'll do lots more speaking. I know that um, I'll have lots of programs and all sorts of things. Um, yeah, but most of all, I think my biggest outcome would be for me to really have a lifestyle where I can enjoy being with my family um, and to be able to have a lifestyle of, of freedom. So being able to fulfill what I feel my purpose is, but also be able to have that one-on-one connection with my family and not feeling like I am tied to one place or a certain schedule um, to be able to really be present with them as well. So I've kind of got this big vision that I'm just going to have it all, <laughs> you know, have the, 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 the lifestyle and the time with my family and the beautiful career and the money and the great relationship. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just locking that in. That's, and I, I feel like, you know, that I really love the life I have now and I just feel like it's going to keep building from here. Yeah. I think Lovely. that's probably my vision for my life. <laughs> mm. No, I love that. I think so many times, we don't need to force it. Like you know that there's like innately in you that there's something coming and if you mm. just follow what every single like n- just do the next right thing, like the next thing yes. that feels good and you'll and you'll get there. Yes, that's massive for me. It's just the next right thing and yeah, yeah. And that perhaps we can't plan it as there is a quote and I can't think of what it is but, you know, that that there is a bigger plan for us than we could even imagine, you know, mm-hmm. and that if we were to plan every part of it, then we'd probably be missing out on a lot of magic. So, um, yeah, taking that pressure off of needing to know all the answers and simply just following what feels what feels right. Mm. Yeah. So, as you said, your brand sort of revolves around three main things, like creative lifestyle and growth. I'd love to know what one of your most memorable lessons is that you've had to learn that's enabled you to grow further as a person. Mm. I think being okay with being myself. Um, in the beginning, I kind of had this vision of what a successful woman 
especially in the wellness or personal growth industry, looks and, and acts like. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, you know, I would look at women who were really comfortable, you know, being presenters and they were gorgeous and they, you know, had the perfect, um, you know, they ate all the right things and all of these amazing things. But I just looked at them and I was like, I don't feel like I'm that person. Like I don't, I'm not comfortable being in front of lots of people where I was at that stage. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> um, but I, I felt like I had to be a certain type of person in order to fit the mold and in order to be successful. And it was this like, oh, this over time, this kind of lifting off of that, that pressure and actually going, no, it's my authentic self. It's who I am at the, at my core that is going to find me, that, that is going to bring me true success by me really living my truth and being connected with who I am. And just simply sharing that is more than enough. And it's exactly what the world needs. Um, mm-hmm. And that the right people that connect with that will be drawn to me. And that's all I can do. I don't need to do any more than simply continue on my own journey, share that along the way, you know, um, serve as much as I can, give people what they're asking for and what they need. And, um, and that that is perfect in itself. Um, so it's been a big lesson for me has been really letting go of that expectation and pressure of needing to fit the mold and being what, what, you know, what I was seeing, um, the people that I was looking up to that I was putting on a pedestal of feeling like I needed to be just like them. Yeah. That's so, so powerful. I feel like everyone one time or another in their life feels like they have to live up to something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really powerful to remember that you just don't have to. <laughs> yeah. And it's a constant, like I'm constantly reminding myself, I'll, I'll think, oh, you know, I should, why, you know, she's so great at speaking or she does this or she, and it's like, no, just come back to myself. Come in my, I'm in my own lane, you know, Keep yeah. just focusing on my own lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've so enjoyed chatting with you. I just have a few quick cues, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. So just whatever comes to your mind first. Um, mm-hmm. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Um, I remember there were three things. It was either an interior designer, a hairdresser, or a photographer. So it was creative stuff. Nice. Um, what is something that has really surprised you about motherhood? Oh, surprised me. Oh, my gosh. Just how... Like I knew it would be great, but I just love it so much. Like just the amount of love I have for him, I suppose. It's something that you can't really experience until you have a child, but it's just epic. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Ever since I was a little girl, I was like, I want to be a mum. I want to be a mum. So it's one of my oh, biggest yeah, goals honestly, in life. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it so much. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. What is a piece of advice that you would give to the 16-year-old you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, gosh. Yeah, probably, I would probably get her, like, to, to do things like meditation early mm-hmm. because I can feel she had a lot of that racing inside of her and, um, yeah, she just needed to just kind of slow down a bit and be okay with who she was and I feel like things like meditation would have helped a lot. Yeah. And last one, what are three essential steps of your morning routine? Three essential steps of my morning routine? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's it's funny because it starts out with jet. So essential step would be breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, breastfeeding and trying to fit in a shower. <laughs> um, but for me, I think definitely, you know, even prioritizing eating breakfast. Um, and it's so funny when it, when you become a mum, how like your morning routine changes. But like this morning, for example, I needed to be out of the house to meet someone for a meeting at eight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Jet, you're ready. Um, you know, will we, will we better go? And I thought, no, like slow down. It's important that you eat your breakfast. It's okay. I've still got a few more minutes. Like, make your porridge, get your berries, sit down, and enjoy your food. So, mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of like prioritizing myself <laughs> at the moment and making that a priority. But I've never had a really um, kind of big morning routine. Mm-hmm. I kind of there are certain things that are important to me, but I find it a bit overwhelming to feel like I need to do a whole heap of stuff in the morning before I can start my day. So, yeah. a walk is always beautiful. Um, 
but it has been super hot here lately, so I haven't yeah. been getting out as much. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. I think it's important. It's another thing that you don't need to attach yourself so strongly to because one morning yeah. that you sleep in a little bit and then you're late for something and then you can't do that. You have the whole day you're like, oh, I didn't do this and I feel guilty. So no. Yes. Yes. I like to be able to kind of let the day flow. And if there is a morning where he sleeps for a bit longer, I will just stay in bed and not feel like I have to get up and, you know, do heaps of things before he wakes you know if I feel like I need more sleep I'm like I'm just staying here (laughs) yeah Nice. Well, that is a wrap on the quick cues. I will link Jess's social media handles in the show notes. If you don't follow her yet, you need to go and follow her. It's absolutely amazing. Jess, thank you so, so much for being here today and spreading your positive, beautiful vibes. Oh, thank you, Ebony. I'm so, so grateful that you thought of me and that you reached out to me. And I wish you all the best on your journey because I can tell, like, you are just going to have a, you have such a big, beautiful, bright future ahead of you. So I'm really excited to stay connected. Oh, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked this episode, feel free to go and leave me a podcast review. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.